Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon, Auburn. Welcome into Sports Call here today on this Tuesday. We're coming to you live from our studios here on South College Street. My name is J.J. Jackson, proudly serving as the host of Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. On the program with me today, I've got Tom Peavy, Brooks Childress, and Brant Daughtry. Later in the show, we'll have our birthdays in sports, a nightly TV guide. Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer will stop by to talk a little bit about the Tigers post-signing day and what's to come for Auburn football. We made a big show announcement yesterday that we will revisit here in just one moment. But before we do that, I do want to send some more holiday greetings out to our listeners once again as I've got Tom Peavy, Brooks Childress, and Brant Daughtry here on the show with me today. And guys, let's just open the floor up here from the start. I hope you're doing well. I'd love to hear about your holidays, how you spent the weekend, and how you're doing. Yeah, uh, went home to Columbus, spent a couple days with the family there, and uh, had a uh, had a great time uh, just kind of doing our normal traditional stuff that we do, and uh, it was great some some good gifts to be had some good gifts to be given and then uh ate some great food stuff say what was the highlight of the food weekend uh so my mom does all the food i uh, now I'll do i do a side dish so there's that um see I, i'm i'm one of those ham guys i i'm not a i will eat turkey uh uh-huh. but i'm just not a huge turkey fan ham i'm all on it but uh yeah i mean i think that was the that would be the was, food highlight. Was there one piece of, I don't know, article of food that just <laughs> kept you going back? So I need more of that this weekend. I probably am. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I don't know. The mac and cheese is pretty good, too. I got some of that left at the house. So brought some leftovers home. So I'm going to be eating turkey and ham for a while, along with some mac and cheese. But, but yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, just a great time. Great time to be there uh, with the family, as it always is. And, uh, just having family time. I mean, the gifts are all the gifts that that you receive and give are all fun. But uh, you know, it's just that being with your family and, and having that time. It's the with best them, thing. That, that's that's the real special part about it. Brooks, how was your weekend? How are you? It was good. Um, and on the food lines, uh, my dad in recent years has really taken over the kitchen from my mom. He's right. he's really started to cook a lot more, and he uh, he started to do green bean casserole with Koneka sausage in it oh. and that listen you again Koneka sausage is just a gift from uh, heaven yep. and it, if you put it in any sort of dish it's going to make it 10 times better and if you're not a, if you're not a green bean casserole person put Koneka sausage in it it you're just going to keep going back yep. that is just that was some good stuff this weekend I, the one thing i do have to say, highlight uh the food that we had on christmas day is our normal that we always have however christmas eve uh, it was just me and my parents because my sister and uh, my brother-in-law had not gotten in town i made a pot of gumbo Ooh, and uh and i mean from scratch gumbo 
I, my mom had never actually seen a roux done the way that you're supposed to do a roux, so she was really surprised to see me over a pot for at least an hour stirring, nonstop stirring a roux for over an hour until it got to that dark chocolatey yeah. color that you need for a gumbo. And she's like, I can't believe you're standing over that oven stirring that long. It's like, well, it's, it's how you got to do it. And if you're going to do it the right way, that's how it is. So the gumbo on Christmas Eve was pretty darn good. Heck yeah. That's awesome. Brent, how about your weekend and your food intake? Uh, I intook a lot of food. We actually... Um so my family usually does do cooking, but for this one, I don't know why we decided to do this, but there's a little barbecue joint in Oglethorpe, Georgia, that is literally like a double wide trailer, and you just, you go in and it's, half of it is a kitchen, and the other half is the eating area. We ordered from that place, that is some of the best barbecue I've ever had in my life. <laughs> that We got half chickens and ribs from that joint, and it was incredible, and just like this little hole in the wall place in Oglethorpe, Georgia, because uh, my parents, my grandparents, excuse me. Uh, we spent Christmas with them. They live in Americus, Georgia. If you know where that is, congratulations. Uh, Oglethorpe is is very small, as most things in South Georgia are, and uh, just that 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 restaurant, man. We, I ate so much barbecue chicken and ribs and bread. They had this like wheat bread that was buttered, and it was so good. Yeah, I, I ate a lot. You were pretty pleased. with I that. ate a lot. I was very pleased with it. Have I, you heard of Oglethorpe, Georgia? I've definitely heard of Oglethorpe, Georgia. I, I've not heard of that barbecue place, but it sounds good because it's a hole in the wall. And that you're always yeah. going to get the best barbecue. There's like it's some, a little little gravel driveway with I, holes in in it, and again, one of the big things. There's like, double wide trailer. There's classifications that you know that you're going to get good barbecue. One of them happens to be if it's not a paved parking lot. Yeah. If it's just a gravel or dirt parking lot, it's probably going to be pretty good. <laughs> if there's an old rusty sign out front with a pig on it, it's probably going to yep. be pretty good. If it's a double wide trailer or a little shack, it's probably going to be pretty good. If there's some like old guy out back on a smoker cooking meat, it's probably <laughs> going to be pretty good. So I, I would imagine just the way you described it, it's probably pretty darn good barbecue. Yeah, that yeah, was pretty solid. 334-887-3401 if you would like to call in and be a part of the program. Big announcement took place yesterday uh, with that being that uh, we've reached the end of the year 2022. We've got just a few shows left. We're going to be off on Friday uh, as we start to bring in the new year. But that this is also my final week in the host chair for Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Ryan LaVoy set to take over the program. Five years in this seat. Yeah. Really have enjoyed every single show that I've been on, but I've got a new professional opportunity coming my way. Can't quite announce it just yet publicly, but uh, really excited uh, for what's next. Bittersweet to be leaving a family like this. And, uh, yeah, Tom, you've been with me ever since the start. And That's right. And you've been here even longer than that. So. Yeah, man. And and I had to come in today. I'm not normally here on Tuesdays. I'm normally Monday and Wednesday. Couldn't be here yesterday because I was still trying to get back from Columbus. And I have a work uh, engagement that I have to do tomorrow, so I'm not going to be able to be on the show. So I specifically came in today just to see you for the last time here on the air before you have to sign off. And, uh, yeah, I just want to say, man, I mean, it, it has been, a, been an honor and a privilege to – to work alongside you and uh thank you Tom. i mean just the the uh the heights that you've taken this show because i mean i've been here since 2014 so i've been here a while and i've been doing sports call for quite a while and uh yeah you you've been able to take this show to heights that uh have not been able to see and uh, and hopefully we can keep that going um 
Ryan's got some huge shoes to fill. I don't know if he can necessarily fill those shoes, but we're going to try to do what we can to to keep the momentum going that you started. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's been it's been great. It's been a been amazing to watch you work and see how this show has progressed with you running everything. And so you're going to be dearly, dearly missed by all of us here. Thank you, Tom. A lot of time uh, put into it and really do care about the success of this program, the relationships that we have with all of our guests. I've really been pleased with the number of people we've had on the show, the callers that frequently call in to be a part of what we do each and every day. And those are just some of the simple things that I want to see continue. The one thing I'll also say, um, I, I am honestly surprised that you made it five years uh, after because uh, I mean honestly after just the first couple of years of you running the show and just seeing the progress like the immediate progress towards things that started going on with uh, the the various guests and the the striving for uh, for the awards with Abby's and just different things like that I I, I told numerous people that. I don't know that how long you're going to last it before somebody comes in here and scoops you up and and takes you away because I just saw the I saw the progress I saw the talent I saw the drive to make things better and that I I just I really did not see you sticking around for five because I figured somebody would uh, jump in you know an ESPN or a Fox <laughs> or somebody would scoop in and and grab you up and and then especially your connections in North Carolina and with Duke. Uh, and doing all the uh, the podcast for Duke, I was like, there, there's no way somebody around North Carolina is not going to come in here and grab him and take him. But uh, you made it five years. I did. That's uh, that's that's impressive, and it, this show has has grown leaps and bounds in the five years since you've been here. The show went from two hours to three hours yep. under my leadership. I have forced everybody to use their vocal cords more in any <laughs> given week. Uh, you know, we did that two hour show for quite some time. I said, uh, you know what? Enough is enough. Let's do a third hour. Let's make it happen. And uh, I just, I like that everybody was, you were willing to come in an hour earlier to be here, um, Tom, and everybody else was to get the show off the ground and running. So um, definitely. And the the other thing that I appreciate about you is is how open you are to to all the different suggestions. And I'm not saying anything, that was not really the case with your, the people before you, but it did feel different, um, you know, and just bringing things just, you know, the, the. Uh, when I was on Tuesdays and we brought it, we started the town name Tuesday and then turned into Wacky Wednesday and just all and then just throwing different ideas around. And you're just always just like, yeah, let's do it. I don't think I ever once like brought an idea that you're like, mm, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> right. So you just felt very open. And it, I, I think that I speak for everybody like you feel like you could bring any sort of an idea to you. Yeah. It may not happen, but it was again, at least going to get listened to and and maybe even really thought about instead of just kind of in one ear and out the other it's like now the old man doesn't know what he's talking about so that's the other thing i really appreciate working with you is how open you are to the suggestions of just different things and how we can uh all make the show grow and again again, i'm hoping it's something that we're going to be able to keep going it's it's going to be difficult to do without you here but i we got a lot of talented folks still here in the office and uh I can't keep, keep I'm, it going. I'm, I will continue to listen to the show, that's for sure, and, and see what's going on and maybe stop call by from maybe time to call time. In, call in. Stop I mean, by, you, know, you yeah. never know. You never know with me what to expect. Um, but uh, it's been so much fun. That's the thing. I just want to have fun. When That was always my vision with this program is just to have fun. And some people might think it's dorky that we're talking about towns that you've never heard of 
in the state of Alabama or across the country and letting you know that there is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on an odd town name right Butts, now. Butts, Georgia. But Climax. Climax, yes. What was uh, Bunky? Bunky? Bunky, Louisiana. Bunky, Bunky, Bunky the, the Monkey. monkey. You know, like, we, those are great moments here on the show that sometimes it is fun to quiz yourself with trivia. Hell, we played trivia for over an hour yesterday, and it was the greatest rendition yep. of Sports Call Trivia ever that it I was, might even need to get Tom to compete in for a moment before he leaves all of oh ours Lord. number two and three wasn't it we did it for the we did it for two-thirds of the show i mean it was awesome it was, it was really great. really fun a new installment questions all over the board uh that were just so fun and engaging so uh that's absolutely what i love the most about this program and and definitely want to see those fun things continue for yeah. sure and and then also just the 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 other folks that have come in from time to time trevon reed being on the show with us sammy coates being on the show uh deshaun davis being on the show i mean that that's something that I felt like we kind of lacked in the past was the ability to the ability or the desire to bring these those guys with the name recognition like that to come in and sit in the radio studio and be a part of our family as well. That was really cool. Um, I just I one of my greatest memories that I will always take away from this show uh, in all of my time already being here and then for however long I keep yeah. on doing this or however long y'all let me keep sitting here and talking was the day that we sat at Jim and Nick's on a remote and we had Travon, Deshaun Davis and uh, Jeffrey Whitaker all sitting, all of us sitting together in Jim and Nick's for the first time that we all had them together. And me just sitting there thinking, it was like, dude, we have these three guys sitting here talking on the show with us. This is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're, that if was the peak of our show. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, if you're if you're a radio if you're a radio listener out there, why would you not want to tune in and listen to Trevon, Deshaun, and Jeffrey? We could just sit back and just not even do anything, just let them talk, and you know that was great. And and I had never met. I obviously had already met Trevon, but I had never met Deshaun Davis or Jeffrey Whitaker. Right. But I get to sit in Jim and Nick's and shoot the breeze with them and talk football and everything and the next was thing so you know cool. they're on the show and for next, about a and year. next thing you know they're here in the studio with us hanging yeah. out pretty awesome stuff I, I do want to add as well in those same conversations that were had looking back at some of the things i'm proud of stuff with this show i will never forget our program immediately following uh the george floyd killing up in minnesota right and being here on the show in this chair looking across at trevon reed Deshaun Davis and Jeff Whitaker, three black athletes yep. who starred for the Auburn Tigers and talked about um, kind of what was wrong with, with our country at the time and how right. hurt they were by what took place and just letting them have a platform to share their voice on just things that are indeed bigger than football, yeah. bigger than sports and that sort of thing. And we did not make this a political program too far. I mean, we really never did. It was it was right. just sometimes it called for opportunities to speak about really huge sure. topics in the world, and we were never afraid to do that. Yeah, we never were. I mean, there, yeah, there's things that are bigger than sports that happen in the world, and, and yeah, we're we're not afraid to talk about those. And then that again, that was something you didn't shy away from, JJ. You you let it happen, and uh, yeah, I mean, and that's fine. There, there's nothing wrong with that. Specifically, that show won us an Abbey. Because yes. that was uh, front yeah. and center on the whatever year or the the twenty twenty Abbey submission year yes. that was front yep. and center on it. it. Powerful stuff, powerful stuff. Uh, and then also in my five years sitting in this very chair, let it not be forgotten that from March 
until I don't even remember August, September. There were no sports taking place June, uh, or, well, in 2020. <laughs> May is when NASCAR came NASCAR, back. NASCAR, so. and then people start asking us NASCAR questions. I'd never followed the sport in my life before, <laughs> but here I am still following NASCAR to this day because of it. We did shows with no sports happening. Yeah. That's, we did that's, that. That's difficult to pull off. But we wow. found a way. We, we found, found a way. We found things to talk about. I want this show to continue. For more reasons than just sports, I don't want that to ever happen again. Right. <laughs> yeah. I want there always to be games and winners and losers to talk about for sure. Well, that was like the the dog days of summer where there's a lot of times there's not a lot going on. Yeah, but at least we have baseball to talk about. True. Braves lost six to seven yesterday, yeah. you know, or whatever we could talk about for a little bit. But yeah, there but was as far as nothing. like Auburn sports, there's like nothing going on. Yeah, the summertime is like, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I mean. It's been awesome. It's been a it's been a great five years. I mean, the guys before you did a great job keeping this whole thing rolling. But JJ, you you took it to a whole new level. Thank you, Tom. And uh, it's it, yeah, it's been incredible. Been incredible five years working with you, and uh, gonna miss you, bud. Thank you, man. Absolutely, I, I will uh, absolutely miss the couple of hours I have on the show each and every day. But uh, really excited about what's next for me and. Uh, family's excited. I've got some really cool things set to take place here in the new year. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 It looks like our coaching staff is complete, fellas. Learned earlier today, it appears as though Marcus Davis, a friend of the program, uh, good friends with Trevon Reed, uh, is set to take over as the new wide receiver coach for the Auburn Tigers by way of Georgia Southern. And, of course, we remember Marcus Davis for playing for Gus Malzahn uh, at the wide receiver spot. And, uh, look, we found our next wide receiver, fellas. Coach. Our next wide receiver coach. coach, Absolutely. I should say. I like the hire. Uh, I think he's done some really good stuff with the guys he has coached in the past. I think – He's been. I've been told he's a really good recruiter. I think he got two four stars uh, at wide receiver in the last class that Georgia Southern had, and that's not easy to do. It's not easy to get four stars to go to Georgia Southern. So uh, I think Marcus Davis is. He's another guy that understands what makes Auburn great because he played here, and uh, I, I loved watching Marcus Davis when he played. And uh, hopefully, he, going forward, he, uh, you know, he continue. He keeps the trend of former Auburn players making great Auburn coaches. And I'm sure, you know, you, you look at uh, a lot of Auburn fans probably tuned into that Georgia Southern Bowl game that just ended a little bit ago to watch some of his work uh, with Georgia Southern this year. He, you know, he's been at Georgia Southern, was at Hawaii as a wide receivers coach in 2021. And in 2020, he was a GA down at Florida State. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he was a dynamic uh, guy when he was here. And you look at, uh, you know, what he's been able to accomplish in the college football world. I think the biggest thing here – is he knows Auburn, he knows the program, he knows the culture around this Auburn team, and Amen. you're bringing a guy in that's going to be along the same lines as you know a, a Trevon Reed, a Cadillac Williams, uh, a Zach Etheridge, who have you know played here, know the culture, can recruit, and can uh, convince kids that this is the place to come and play. And, uh, on top of you know obviously uh, you know me uh, not media availability. Um, <laughs> Uh, NIL availability and all the other things that go in facilities that go into recruiting a player. You've got guys that played here, and you know they can talk to the the players, the the, the recruits coming in, and say, "Hey, you know, I came here. This is why you should come here too." And so it's a it's a big ad for uh, for Hugh Freeze to get a guy like that to come in and uh, you know be on the staff and kind of you know continue to round out this coaching staff. 
big exciting news for Auburn football that Marcus Davis is set to take over as the wide receiver coach. All right, let's take our first break of the hour. Our show continues here in just a moment. WTGZ, Tiger 95.9 FM. Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. If you are currently driving in a four-door sedan, roll up the windows and turn up the radio. We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. I'm Britt Bowen, voice of Auburn women's basketball and Auburn softball. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Back on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, JJ Jackson inside the studio with Brooks Childress, Brant Daughtry, and Tom Peavy. We hope that you were doing well here on this Tuesday, December 27th, 2022. Just a few shows left here in the year 2022 before we're on to a new one. On to 2023. Uh, all right, we want to take your phone calls. All of our sports call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC, equal housing lender. As we go to the phone lines right now, joining us on the program, we've got... Ward Dam Steve. Retired Ward Dam Steve now joins us. Hello, Steve. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. Okay, I enjoyed the the heck out of uh, the trivia stuff yesterday, and <laughs> congratulations, uh, Mr. Ryan LaVoy, you passed the audition. He did. Ryan was outstanding with his performance yesterday, that's for sure. So you earned, you earned your spot as uh, the, the new uh, there you host go. of the show. <laughs> yeah. Now, Mr. J.J. Uh, Jackson. Yes, sir. Since you like trivia, uh, there was a particular category that you uh, didn't do well on uh, last time that Brooks Childress asked you about, and that was what animal can breathe both in the water and on land. Yeah, are, are you smarter than a fifth grader segment wow. we did at the end of last yeah. week? I didn't do too great with that, did I? You remember you remember the the answer, right? I think now it's amphibian is what I need to be saying. Yes, very yes. good, very good. So, Mr. Ryan LaVoy, since you now you are the uh, champion at Sports Call Auburn uh, with trivia, I have a Jeopardy trivia question for you then. It's sports-related. The category is golf. Go ahead. So, please, please... Form your answer in the form of a question, as always. Prepared. Okay, so here we go. Ryan LaVoy. This person is the record holder for the most U.S. golf wins ever. And, in fact, they are a Hall of Famer and have earned more than $1 million during their lifetime. I want to submit two guesses. Who is Jack Nicklaus? Or no, who no, is no, Tiger Woods? Mr. Mr. Ryan LaVoy also needs to participate as well. He's not here right now, Steve. He's not here oh, he's today. Not. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. All right. So who do you think it is? I'm going to say Jack Nicklaus or Tiger Woods. Okay. Ah! Uh, it's a female. She died on December 24th this year. Kathy Whitworth. Yeah. All right. Wow. Yes. I didn't even know she uh, who she was until I, I saw uh, the internet... Um, you know, uh, news about her. She uh, has beaten everybody, men and women, in terms of number of uh, tour tournaments. How about that, right? That's Very impressive. impressive. Anyone else? 
more than anyone else. And she became the first woman to reach uh, career earnings of $1 million on the LPGA Tour. She's also a member of the World Golf Hall of Fame. But her record is 80. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, let's see what her record was. Um, uh, 88. So she beat all those people you, that you just named off. It's a lot of wins. Yeah. That's a lot of wins. Um, but uh, I just thought, hey, I'd, I'd bring that up since you guys uh, love trivia. And uh, I hope uh, that they, uh, with it, Brian and the rest of the gang, you guys will continue uh, the trivia stuff. And uh, I, I really uh, hope that you'll continue uh, some of uh, the stuff that you brought up, like the, uh, the towns uh, named on Tuesday. Oh, yeah, they're very creative people. Brooks, you think we can keep playing some say, trivia? The, the thing about it is usually the host is the also the host for trivia, and Ryan has been so dominant in trivia that gives that may open the door for other people to be have a chance at winning because Ryan would have to be hosting the trivia game, and so other people get a chance to win. Okay, and uh, uh, Brooks, you didn't uh, you didn't do too, too shabby yesterday. I think uh, Brent uh, came in. Uh, what, what were your total wins? I had 23 or 24 at the end of the day. Brent, you had like 29 on My mic was off. I think I finished at an even 30. 30. Yeah. 34, 30. 30 to 23 for Brooks. So Brooks was our caboose yesterday. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we'll start it know, up here in just a little bit again, Steve. Ne- never, never give up. Never give up. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ryan came up, was it 38? What are you? 34. Doing? He was very dominant. 34. Yeah. From uh, uh, the game last night, guys, uh, was not even a game. Uh, what happened to uh, Mr. Nick Foles? I don't know. He'd what happened to the Colts this yeah. season? They've just been a, a very bad football team to sit but, there and watch week in I and mean, week out. The, the, the guy that uh, they played in one of the Super Bowls uh, just looked uh, horrible last night. Yeah. It's been a while since he was uh, at that peak form that he had with the Eagles a few seasons ago. All right, moving on, guys. Uh, we got a game tomorrow night, and uh, there is a certain person that I hope to gosh – you know, this is the last time we'll see of him uh, playing for the Florida uh, Gators. You know what I'm talking about, right? Colin Castleton. Yes. Uh, now, is he 30 years old now? What is he? <laughs> Feels like he's been around for a while. Yeah. It, Bruce Pearl talked about it today in his uh, in his pressers. Said that he's uh, we had the defensive player of the year last year on the team and still couldn't stop him. So um, how 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 is this going to be a nail biter, guys? How tough do you think this game is going to be for us? I think you look at how Auburn's been playing as of late, and I think it could be a it could be close. I think Auburn is the better team than Florida right now, uh, but you know anything we've always talked about anything can happen in college basketball. I wouldn't be shocked if it's only you know a five point or less victory for the Tigers. Well, uh, one thing I, I I I know we have going for us, we're number one both in the SEC and in the country in the nation uh, when it comes to blocks, right? Yep. So who's going to be defending him, Mr. Broom or someone else? I, I think it's going to be a combination of Broom and whoever uh, uh, else circles into the paint there. Uh, the only thing that I'm leery of is we continue to just call for so many fouls. You know, it just is relentless. And I don't know if it's just our players, you know, uh, uh, haven't realized, you know, you, you can't be you know, getting – uh, slap happy, you know, or whatever it is that's causing all these fouls. But, I mean, we just seem to be. Um, I've got. Well, where are we ranked in the SEC in terms of fouls that we commit? 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know right? that number, but um, obviously you don't want to put teams at the free throw line, regardless of what season it is. So, yeah. um, or, or the opponent, or anything like that. Well, and, and the thing is, I mean, the style of basketball that Auburn plays defensively, unfortunately, is going to lead to some fouls just because they are just so aggressive. And, and that's one thing I like. They're they're very aggressive. They're not afraid to get up in a guy's face. Unfortunately, it leads to some fouls. You really hope though that you can have. An officiating crew, like you have seen sometimes, uh, as long as they stay the consistent where they let the guys play. Now, if they start getting uh, real ticky-tack with what they're calling, then that's not going to go in Auburn's favor. But if it can be an officiating crew that will kind of let the game be a little more on the physical side and let some guys get away with some stuff, that fits in what Auburn does because they're they're very physical. They like to get up in your face and and really uh, harass you with the ball. So... uh, Unfortunately, you're going to have some officiating crews that get ticky-tack, and that's where those fouls start building up. Yeah, and I'm concerned also about uh, these flops, because we had a flop called uh, against us in uh, that game over the weekend. And uh, well, isn't that very subjective? I mean, what is, well, what's the definition of a flop? Well, that, it's that's one of those things the officials have to try to look. It's a judgment for. call. It's at the NBA, it's call, gotten right? out of control, and and people are trying to sell calls as much as possible. There is an art to it, so to speak, but you don't want to take away from uh, the integrity of the game and that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's uh, it, it's definitely difficult. Okay, uh, finally moving on. I'm glad uh, Mr. Marcus Davis has been recognized. Um, I guess worthy enough to be on. Uh, our last uh, coaching uh, staff, and uh, I look forward to seeing how he does. Um, he's supposed to be a really good recruiter. Is that right, guys? He's a very, very good recruiter. Okay. He's a uh, five-star recruiter. It's one of the one of the words that I or something that I saw by one of the guys that covers recruiting. They they called him a five-star recruiter. Okay. Well, hopefully you get some five stars in. And guys, uh, you know what I've been reading some articles lately uh, from Athletic and Athlon. Some other websites about, you know, how come you know uh, Alabama, Georgia, and some other teams are able to just monopolize uh, the, the field when it comes to five-star players. And uh, one uh, columnist said that and proposed this question. I want to ask you two guys. They uh, they thought it was more of the players of their own talent and skill level that gives them to the NFL rather than the programs itself. What's your guys' take? Is it because the players that are five stars, they're five stars because of their talent level, uh, and it didn't matter if Nick Saban got them or Kirby Smart got them or Auburn got them, they're going to go to the uh, NFL? Or is it because of the program itself that they are in? You mean in in, uh, in respects to like these guys getting to the next level from said school? Like Why is there well, so many? Okay. You know, you know, the, 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 the narrative is, well, you know, the reason that uh, these guys come to Georgia or they go to Ohio State or they go to Alabama because they get to go to the NFL uh, more often. And that's what, you know, the message is from Nick Saban and George and, uh, and Kirby, you know, hey, you know, we can get you to the NFL. Is that really true or is it because these guys go to the NFL if, regardless? Uh, I think that play. Alabama and Georgia have a ton of really good recruiters and they've won a lot, so they're going to get good players because they've shown that they can win with good players and put put guys in the NFL. I think it's a combination of all of it. I think there is, you know, you look at, there. there's a lot of players that come out of high school 
uh, and there, you know, there's a pretty decent number that are five stars that come out of high school that don't make it to the NFL. They don't, you know, they don't, or they make it to the NFL and they kind of fizzle out really quickly, or they don't, you know, do well. So I think it's a, I think I, I agree with Brand. I think you've got a, a combination of, you know, at at Georgia and at Alabama, you've got proven that they can develop guys into better talent than they already are, and develop them into better NFL talent. Uh, and then also you've got, you know, guys that just come out of high school that are, you know, freak athletes and they're going to get up there no matter which school they go to. I mean, you you know, every year there's there's five star ki- or there's kids that are coming out of that are first round picks that are, you know, you, you're like, where did this guy come from? Because he's got the skills. He was able to develop those skills in college no matter where he went. One uh, big key here. Uh, or a big example here is coming up in this draft. One of the top quarterbacks in this year's draft class is supposed to be Will Levis. He went to Kentucky. Who, you know, if, if he was such a, a, a hot commodity quarterback uh, coming out of high school, uh, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, Michigan, they would have all been breathing down his neck trying to get him to sign. He went to Kentucky. And now he's a top uh, quarterback in this draft class. Probably going to be, if not, he may be a number one overall pick in the in the class. If not, he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks taken in this in the in the draft come April. Uh, and so it's a combination of both. It's it's some guys are just you know you you've got the freak athletic talent that no matter where you go you're going to make it to the NFL. And then also you know on top of that you've got guys that go and they're they've got the talent, but they need a little bit more and. Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, Ryan Day, Jim Harbaugh, those are coaches that are known to help develop that talent into NFL talent. Steve, we've got a break to get to. Give us your final thoughts here, please. All right. If you haven't yet read this book or these two books, uh, I strongly recommend, especially if you're an Auburn fan, uh, the book I previously mentioned, I just got finished reading it, uh, Jeff Perlman's The Last Folk Hero, Mr. Bo Jackson. Yes. Okay, uh, and in there, guys, since you like trivia, uh, what is the most played, as of this past year, the most played video game on YouTube? Is it Tech Mobile it with Bo? Yeah, Tech Mobile, and in fact, he was called Tech Mobile. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> when you play it, nobody can, um, can, can uh, apparently can, can beat him. Yeah. Uh, no, there's no defense. He runs over everybody. Well, so but that Steve, that that's the game. That's the uh, the video game that I played growing up. And anytime me and my buddies would play that, you had to come to agreement that nobody was allowed to be the Raiders because of that. You had to play with somebody else. You could not play with the Raiders. Okay, that's it, guys. Hey, Mister uh, Mr. J.J. Jackson. Yes, sir. I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss hearing you say at the very end of the show as you always do. Good day. Good day. Yes, sir. All right. So for now, good day, guys. Talk to you again tomorrow. Thank you, Steve. War Eagle. War Eagle. That's our good power. Tired Ward and Steve joining us there on the program. Let's take another commercial break. We're back with more fun right after this on WTGZ Tiger 95.9. All of the biggest names in the sports world want to be on Sports Call. We are very excited to be joined by ESPN's Adam Amin. Bring on a very special guest, a good friend of the program, a former host of this very show, and the current voice of the Auburn Tigers, the one and only Andy Burcham. We get the opportunity to welcome in Mr. Phil Steele into our program. Be sure to listen to our conversations with athletes, coaches, and media personalities on the Sports Call Podcast. 
Follow Sports Call on Twitter at Sports Call AU. Like us on Facebook at Sports Call AU. All right, welcome back into the program. It's Sports Call WTGZ, Tiger 95.9 FM, and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson inside the studio with Tom Peavy, Brooks Childress, and Brant Daughtry. Enjoying our last few moments uh, all together. Be back on the show tomorrow and Wednesday. Wow, that, of was, that was a depressing way to put that. I mean, look, it's it's reality. <laughs> it's reality. As uh, my time here with the program is coming to an end, and it's my last time here with Tom Peavy, yep. uh, who's become one of my best pals, and uh, I've greatly enjoyed the hours that we've spent here on the airwaves. We're gonna have to pay more visits to Fat Daddies, I reckon. So in the uh, in the weeks, more visits. You haven't been there yet. <laughs> True. <laughs> so more. <laughs> So more, more than, than I've currently been Brand, going. Brand has. More I've been in there I, once. I've been in there one time. I need to change that. And it was a good time. Then. It was a very fun time. I need to time. change that then. Um, what Sammy Coates still comes in there and sees me from what, time to time. What I do want to do, though, is... Officer Sammy Coates. I want to I want to get back into um, sports call trivia here uh, as we were playing yesterday, and I want to participate. So, Brooks, I'm going to hand the duties off to you, All right. you if that's duty. okay with you. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> All right. I'm such a child sometimes. So you, if you will explain the rules to Tom Peavy All here, right, and Peavy. we're going to do this for the fe- last 15 minutes see, of the hour. We've got a stack of cards here. It looks like a basketball court. They do have a basketball court in the back. We I are, said that I made that same observation. On these cards is random sports knowledge. So that you can okay. get anything. Yesterday we had gymnastics. We had football, baseball, basketball. We had some boxing. We half-time had golf. Halftime shows. Yeah, we had football, Super Bowl halftime shows. Do you anything know, in the sports Do you world. know who the very first halftime performance yeah. was? Because this was one that was, all three of us got wrong. Wait, in the Super Bowl? Yeah. Uh, it was probably some band. They probably didn't have like... It wasn't like the big performance. JJ's got the card. And let's do this too. So when a Is question, Tom going to get that question? No, this I mean okay, yeah, okay. I'm gonna ask him the question right now. Okay. But okay this okay. is not counting towards anything. Fair enough. Um, when Brooks asks a question, there are gonna be four answer choices. Oh, okay. You have to listen to all four answers gotcha. before if you blurt if you stop him, it's wrong. Okay. Who yeah. were the performers at the very first Super Bowl halftime show in nineteen sixty seven? Leonard Skinner, the Beatles, the Three Stooges, or the Temptations? Three Stooges. Very good. Wow. How did you get that? And that is, that is why I asked, because like we, we the three of us, Ryan Brooks and myself, guessed those three bands, and the answer was the Three Stooges. Yeah. Because, I mean, that, the Super Bowl at that time was not that big of a deal as it is now, and so the, you wouldn't have had those performances. If you ever look at videos from that and it shows halftime it's really just a band marching around out there but tom that's a fair thought process that obviously us being in our 20s did not come to that conclusion yeah but you're right i mean why would the beatles say you know what let's do what is a super bowl we want to go perform at halftime of that yeah well yeah that makes perfect sense yeah the first one was definitely not as big of a deal as what you think of the Super Bowl. If it's now. Super Bowl t- ten years later, then the Beatles are probably like, yeah, probably. absolutely. Let's, That's why I I think I guess the that. Temptations because I was like that seems like a more low key <sighs> band, and we're just gonna let you come out here and play. I could see that. I I would I would go with the Temptations over those other two because they, yeah, they definitely would not be bringing out big huge artists of that recognition for a game like I said that really was not that big of a deal in the big scheme of things at the moment. All right, so we're going to ask okay. a question, okay. and I'll ask you a question. You get four options. You cannot oh. interrupt me when I'm saying the options or you miss the point. Okay. 
and it goes to the next person. So we're going to go Tom, JJ, Brant. Brant, you played yesterday, so you're you're in uh, you're the last choice. Well, that is also just and you how we've kind of sat. We are going to go. You get five questions. You can get up to you can in uh, any time. I can ask you. I'll be ask you five questions, and after your five, we'll go to JJ. Okay. Oh, is this my? This feels like that's not supposed to do that. Like it is. But I just don't know if this is how it's set up. I don't know. I, I can't touch it. The touch screen's not working. The touch screen's not working ro- properly. Uh, well, right. we tried. Well, oh no. Oh well. Do you want to swap seats, Brooks? Mm-hmm. Swap seats with JJ. Let's. It's so fine. Let's go. Yeah, Let's never swap. mind. Never mind. So ignore me. And and you can if if say we're on Brant. Brant misses one. It goes to you. Right. And you have to pay attention because I'm not going to say I'm not uh, like I'll read the four options again to you. I'm not going to take out the one he missed. Right. That got me yesterday as I didn't he pay got attention. You, he got you twice, uh, didn't you? Brooks yeah, said the same answer. Repeated again. An answer. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So All right. you ready? But Let's, I like this because you get the opportunity to get if you get a question right. Like we're going to keep feeding. Sure. You. We're going to yeah. give you more opportunities to rack up some points. All right. All right. Are we ready? Absolutely. All right. Tom, we're going to oh. start with you. Okay. First one. Which basketball player is famous for wagging his finger at opponents? Stephen Curry, James Harden, Kevin Durant, or Dikembe Mutombo? Dikembe Mutombo. That is correct. And do you get to keep your card? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Next. As of 2020, which heavyweight boxer is the only one to retire with an undefeated record? Rocky Marcinano, Joe Lewis, Oscar De La Hoya, or Floyd Mayweather? As of 2020, which heavyweight boxer is the only one to retire with an undefeated record? Rocky Marciano, hmm. I think that's how you pronounce his name, yeah. Joe Lewis, Oscar De La Hoya, or Floyd Mayweather? I'm going to go with Floyd Mayweather. That is incorrect. Hmm. All right, so the question now moves to JJ. JJ. As of 2020, which heavyweight boxer is the only one to retire with an undefeated record? Rocky Marciano, Joe Lewis, Oscar De La Hoya, or Floyd Mayweather? Brooks, I want to guess Oscar De La Hoya. Is that your final answer? Yes. That is incorrect. (laughs) Mr. Daughtry. This really sucks, and I'll tell why in a second. As of 2020, which heavyweight boxer is the only one to retire with an undefeated record? Rocky Marciano, Joe Lewis, Oscar De La Hoya, or Floyd Mayweather. So it says heavyweight boxer. Oscar De La Hoya and Floyd Mayweather are not heavyweights. So I know it's not either of them. So I was hoping one of you would guess the other two. <laughs> it's Joe Lewis. It's either Joe Lewis or Rocky Marciano. I'm going to say Joe Lewis. Is that your final answer? That is final. That is incorrect. Dang it. It was Rocky Marciano. All right. He's the only one with the record. I was going to say, uh, I th- yeah, I thought Muhammad Ali knocked out Joe Lewis one time. All right, so now that we start with JJ. My turn. JJ had a chance to steal a point, did not take that opportunity. Unsuccessful. So we start with your five. The college football game, known as the World's Largest Outdoor Cocktail Party, takes place in what NFL team's stadium? Ooh. The Indianapolis Colts, the Atlanta Falcons, the Los Angeles Rams, or the Jacksonville Jaguars? Uh, final answer. The team that has my last name a part of the city, Jacksonville Jaguars. That is correct. That was too easy. Very good. Some of them are very easy. Some of them, some of them are, are layups. Hard. Some of them are full court that was shots. Definitely a layup. All right, you ready? For your I'm next ready. One. Named after a Disney movie, the Ducks are a hockey team located in which city? Orlando, <laughs> Detroit, Anaheim, or Dallas? Anaheim, Brooks. That is correct. All right. The layup. 
Next. My I favorite like the hockey Mighty team. Ducks. My favorite hockey team. That's true. Worst team People in the forget. NHL. People by forget. a long they shot. Forget. He updated us on the power rankings this morning. They are 32 of 32. Oh, yep. no. Go <laughs> Ducks. Not so mighty. Tank for, uh, what's the dude's name? Connor, Connor Bedard, oh. I think. Connor <laughs> Bedard. I think his name is Bedard. Next. How many teams participate in college basketball's March Madness? Is it 32, 68, 46, or 52? 68, Brooks. That is correct. Next. My fourth, fourth question. Yeah. Yes, this is his fourth. Next. Which American athlete won four, four gold medals at the 1936 Summer Olympics in Berlin, Germany? Is it Jesse Owens, Ralph Metcalf, Jackie Robinson, or Fritz Pollard? I'm going to guess Jesse Owens, Brooks. That is correct. Native Alabamian, too. Yep. JJ on a roll here. Number five. Number five. Which athlete was the first to play in both a Super Bowl and a World Series? Was it Tim Tebow? Deion Sanders, Tom Brady, or Bo Jackson? Deion Sanders, Brooks. That is correct. So now JJ has hit right. his five-point limit. Man. So now we turn to our Brandt. attention to Brant. All those layups. Uh, I don't. I don't. I just pull the cards. Oh, I know. <laughs> Brant. Hello. Which NFL team was the first to go undefeated the whole season, even winning the Super Bowl in 1973? Hmm. Was it the New York Jets, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Miami Dolphins, or the Seattle Seahawks? That was the Miami Dolphins. That is correct, Amundo. First and only. Shout out to Larry Zonka. I was about to say Larry Zonka. Uh, Wasn't uh, Bob Baumhauer on that team, too? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to... uh, Good wings. Yeah. Good wings at that place. All right. Brant, you ready for your next one? Absolutely. Which golf legend has a drink named after him that consists mm. of only iced tea and lemonade? Mm. Is it Ben Hogan, Arnold Palmer, Bobby Jones, or Phil Mickelson? That would be Arnold Palmer. That is correct. That is Tom's my father, frustrated right now. My this father's favorite drink. I, I'm, I enjoy a good Arnold Palmer, too. I do like an Arnold 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 Palmer. It is harder to say than you would think it would be. It is. Although, the thing about an Arnold Palmer Arnold. is if you get it at a you know, at a restaurant, their, their tea has to be good for it to work. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you have to have good tea with it. All right, you've had two right now? This is so my third. third. All right, in which city is the baseball stadium, which was the first to feature a field made of AstroTurf? Mm. Was it Houston? Detroit, San Francisco, or Kansas City? I'm going to guess this one, and I think it is Detroit. Final answer? Final. That is incorrect. A chance to steal, Tom. Chance to steal the points. In which city is the baseball stadium, which was the first to feature a field made of AstroTurf? Was it Houston, Detroit, San Francisco, or Kansas City? I'm going to say Houston because I believe it was the Astrodome. That is correct. There's a steal. All right. And now we turn our attention to Tom. Astrodome is very old. It is. And it's still standing. Yeah. I've never torn that thing down. Let's see if you could go on a run here, Mr. Peavy. All right. right. The 30 for 30 documentary, I Hate Christian Leitner, is Hmm. about a player for which NCAA team? The Kentucky Wildcats, the Georgetown Hoyas, the Kansas Jayhawks, or the Duke Blue Devils? That would be JJ's favorite team, the Duke of Blue Devils. That is my correct. man. Shout out Christian Leitner. I don't hate him. A lot of people do. <laughs> Most people, I would wager. All right, Tom. Okay. Number two. Which golfer is known as the Golden Bear, 
even placing the Golden Bear logo on many of his company's products. Is that Jack Nicholas, John Daly, Sam Sneed, or Ben Hogan? Oh, I would be Jack Nicholas. That is correct. The Golden Bear. All right, your third. I did not know the answer. I to didn't that. either. Y'all didn't know Y'all that didn't he was know. a golden bear? I don't oh, watch wow. golf. Wow. Well, that, that's understandable. I'm disappointed in you, JJ. All right, number three. Which MLB team has a moose for a mascot? <laughs> Is it the Cincinnati Reds, the Minnesota Twins, the Colorado Rockies, or the Seattle Mariners? The moose. That was not what I was thinking. Um, that's going to be the Mariners. Is that your final answer? Yep. That is correct. Well done, Tom. Yeah. All right. Number four. I was trying to remember if it was the Rockies. I was like, number the four. Have a moose? <laughs> the longest shootout in NHL history as of 2020 ended after 20 rounds <laughs> when, the, when what team defeated the Washington Capitals? Was it the New York Rangers, the Vegas Golden Knights, the Florida Panthers, or the San Jose Sharks? I, I don't. I don't know the answer I don't know, to this. So I, I, I will be guessing yeah. what, based on what Tom does here. I just want to say a twenty-round shootout awesome. is unbelievable to awesome. think about. Like, yes, I am all for that. I need footage of that. Oh. Can you tell the teams to Tom once again? I, I, I'm just well. Oh, do you need the teams? Because I'm just going to go with the Sharks. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Incorrect. No. Mr. Jackson, chance That's to so steal. That's so weird. I was also going to go with the Sharks. <laughs> chance to steal for Mr. Jackson. The uh, longest shootout in NHL history ended with 20 rounds when what team defeated the Washington Capitals, the New York Rangers, Vegas Golden Knights, Florida Panthers, or San Jose Sharks? Rangers, Brooks. That is incorrect. Brant. Hello. Chance to steal a point. Longest shootout in NHL history ended after 20 rounds when what team defeated the Washington Capitals? New York Rangers, Vegas Golden Knights, Florida Panthers, or San Jose Sharks? Give me the Panthers. Final answer? Final. Correct. Let's there go. There it is. Hey. There is a steal right there for Mr. Daughtry. My turn coming up here in just a second. Can you hold on 10 more minutes? Sure. Finish this trivia round here with us. Absolutely. Uh, we've got to pay some bills, though, right now, and we'll be back with more fun after this timeout on WTGZ Tiger 95.9 FM. One hour in the books, and we're rolling. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call getting started right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Tom Peavy, Brooks Childress, and Brant Daughtry. We're playing Sports Call trivia right now. We're going to do so for another 20 minutes And then it's over, and we'll get set for our conversation with Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. It's our new Yellow Cab version 
of Sports Call Trivia. Myself versus Tom and Brant. Uh, it's my turn to pick up with questions once again, but let's reset for everybody. Fellas, I got five points correct. Brant, you just got to steal. What's your total up to? I am up to three. You've got three points. Tom, what about you? How many points do you have, sir? Uh, let's see. I got a one, two, three, four, five points. Five so points. Two people on top of five. All right. All right. Let us begin again. Mr. Jackson. Yes, sir. Turn. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Which member of the U.S. women's soccer team was Sports Illustrated's Sports Person of the Year in 2019? Was it Mia Hamm, Megan Rapinoe, Carly Lloyd, or Alex Morgan? I would guess Alex Morgan, Brooks. That's going to be my final answer. That is incorrect. Uh, Grant, chance to steal. Chance to steal. Which member of the U.S. women's soccer team was Sports Illustrated's Sports Person of the Year in 2019? Was it Mia Hamm, Megan Rapinoe, Carly Lloyd, or Alex Morgan? What was the year? 2019. 2019. I'm going to guess Megan Rapinoe. Final answer? Final. That is correct. Nice. All right. Point is stolen. Now we move on to Brant. Are you ready? I'm so Question ready. Question number one. Question number so one. So freaking ready. Hockey great Gordy Howe had what nickname because ready, of his all-around skill at the game? Was it Mr. Hockey, Captain Fantastic, Mr. Everything, or Champ? Total shot in the dark. Mr. Everything? That is incorrect. Tom, yeah. chance to steal. Hockey great Gordy Howe had what nickname because of his all-around skill at the game? Was it Mr. Hockey, Captain Fantastic, Mr. Everything, or Champ? Gordy Howe, I believe, was Mr. Hockey. Final answer? Yes. That is correct. There you go. All right. I don't know much about the sport. (laughs) That's unfortunate. You're a fan. I took a shot in the dark (laughs) on that, but I thought I remembered them calling him Mr. Hockey, so... My favorite was Captain Fantastic. Yeah. Shot, in the, shot in the dark, but I had heard that, I thought. so. All right. Tom, are you ready for your five? Absolutely. What is Babe Ruth's real first name? Is it Brian, George, Richard, or Thomas? Be George. Final answer? That is, that is correct. <laughs> George Herman. George Herman. All right, moving on. In what decade was the first World Series played? Was it 1940 to 1950, 1920 to 1930, 1900 to 1910, or 1960 to 1970? First World Series? Oh, goodness. I'm going to go the 20s to the 30s. That is incorrect. Uh. JJ, a chance to steal. All right. In what decade was the first World Series played? 1940 to 1950, 1920 to 1930, 1900 to 1910, or 1960 to 1970? I'm going to go 1900 to 1910. That is correct. That was All right. My, uh, that was going to be I was between that the one. 20s yeah. and the early 1900s World Series is, as well. World Series has been going on for a long, time. I just thought about the fact time. that the Yankees have 27 World Championships, so they need a long time frame they do. to amass all of those. Or That's just 27 years. All right, my first question. All right. Point was stolen. JJ, your first question. Rounding down in inches. Love it. How wide is a standard golf hole? Wow. Okay. Is it five, four, three, or two? (laughs) Or one. Man. Or blast off. (laughs) 
rounding down in inches, how wide is a standard golf hole? I have zero clue. That's Five, a phenomenal question, bro. Four, three, or two? I'm going to guess four. Final answer? Yes. Correct. Oh, yes. Wow. Four inches is a standard it. golf hole. Sniped number two. It. All right, number two. How many players are on each side of the court in an Olympic volleyball match? Okay. Is it five, eight, six, or three? Six, Brooks Childress. That is correct. Thank you, sir. JJ's covered a little bit of volleyball. He's done a little bit of that work. One or two days, yeah. All right, number three. Okay. Which National League West baseball team is the only one with a stadium that has a pool in the stands? Yep. Is it the Arizona Diamondbacks, the Colorado Rockies, the Los Angeles Dodgers, or the San Diego Padres? The Arizona Diamondbacks, Brooks. That is correct. Don't they in their nickname for that pool they call it? Like the Splash Zone? Is it Splash Zone? I don't know. Uh, That's what I just called it something. Number four. Number four. Winners of the Indianapolis five hundred traditionally drink what liquid as a celebration? Very good. Is it champagne, tequila, Gatorade? Or milk. Good old milk, Mr. Childress. That is correct. Although tequila would be fun. I was going to say it'd be a lot milk. more cool if they were chugging tequila then. And number five for you. Okay. What major championship was canceled in 1994 due to a player's strike? Was it the Super Bowl, the NBA Finals, the Stanley Cup Finals, or the World Series? That's a phenomenal question, Brooks Childress, but that would be the World Series. That is also correct i'd like to point out that jj is making that sound effect happen so before brooks tells him he's correct he's already rewarding (laughs) himself (laughs) i'm sorry i do that for others as well you do you do all right it's just different when i know i got my own ultimate confidence from you brant hello are you ready for your five no all right starting off he said no (laughs) tiger woods was ranked at the top of the official (laughs) world golf rankings for five years who replaced him at the top in 2004? God. Was it VJ Sin, Phil Mickelson, Stephen Ames, or Ernie Els? Oh, Mickelson? Incorrect. Tom! I don't watch golf. Chance to steal. Yeah. Tiger Woods was ranked at the top of the official world golf rankings for five years. Who replaced him at the top? Was it VJ Sin, Phil Mickelson, Stephen Ames, or Ernie Els? I think it was Ernie Els. That is also incorrect. JJ. Yes, sir. Back to you. Another chance to steal. Tiger Woods was ranked at the top of the official world golf rankings for five years. Who replaced him at the top in 2004? VJ Sin, Phil Nicholson, Stephen Ames, or Ernie Els? Uh, Brooks, the correct answer and correct pronunciation, VJ Singh. (laughs) Singh. That is correct. Thank you, sir. Over to Tom. Tom, back to you. Okay. You're five. The Colorado Rockies have a purple Triceratops mascot named after which slang term for a home run? Is it Slammer, Homer, I love these questions. Bomber, or Dinger? <laughs> Wait, what, what was the third? Bomber. I, I thought you said Dahmer. Jeff. <laughs> 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 they, they are naming their mascot after serial killer. That's a bold strategy. Well, it's definitely not that one. His name is Dinger. That is correct. Dinger the Dino. He's pretty cute. I'll say it. Oh, all right. Tom, number two. What is another name for a hockey puck? Is it a stone, a bar, a biscuit, or soap? (laughs) Oh, 
Say that again. Now. I've never heard I've this before. Never. Wow. I've heard that. I may have. I don't know. What? So, wow. What is another name for a hockey puck? Is it a stone, a bar, a biscuit, or a soap? Hmm. Jeez. I'll call it a biscuit. Final answer. Sure. Correct. Yes. It is a biscuit. Very fun. Put the biscuit in the basket. That's right. (laughs) Number three for Tom. That would be a basketball terminology. Al Oder, I think that's how you pronounce his name, was the first athlete to throw what object over 200 feet at the Olympics? Was it a hammer, a discus, a javelin, or a shot? Over 200 feet? Over 200 feet. I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go discus. Final answer. Sure. Correct. Yeah. That's number three. Not gonna be a shot. You're not gonna throw a shot. (laughs) (laughs) He's pretty impressive. Yeah. All right, number four. Okay. What video game company produces the best-selling Madden NFL series of games? Is it EA Sports, Activision, Sony, or Ubisoft? EA Sports. It is in in the the game. game. Correct. And number five for you, Tom. Okay. What was the first horse to win the Breeders' Cup and the Triple Crown? Was it American Pharaoh, Secretariat, Man O' War, or Seattle Slough? Secretariat. Final answer? Yes. That is incorrect. Oh. JJ. Did I misunderstand the question there? Chance to steal. Okay. What was the first horse to win the Breeders' Cup and the Triple Crown? Is that American Pharaoh, Secretariat, Man O' War, or Seattle Slough? I'm going to say, I kind of want to follow the Secretariat line of thinking, but I'm going to go American Pharaoh. Final answer? Yes. That is correct. Awesome. A horse that's near and dear to my heart. Maybe I just didn't understand the question there. The combination of the Breeders' Cup and the Triple Crown. The that's Breeders, what's throwing me The Breeders' off. Cup is not part of the Triple Crown? It is not. No. There are no, three races in the Triple Crown. The Kentucky, Kentucky Derby, Derby, the Preakness, Preakness Pre- and the Belmont. Oh. And the Breeders' Cup is later that year. Fair enough. All right. Tells you how much I follow horse horses. Horses. Yeah. Mr. Jackson. <laughs> I had to go water some horses yesterday. Nice. Mm. I like your commentary. Thanks. Mr. Jackson, are you Mr. ready? Mr. Childress, very ready. First of five, in which state is the Little League World Series played every ah. year? Is it Minnesota, Florida, New York, or Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania, Brooks. That is correct. Next, which athlete was the first to earn 20 Olympic gold medals? Was it Mark Spitz, Carl Lewis, Michael Phelps, or Usain Bolt? I would guess Michael Phelps, Brooks Childress. I'm going to submit Michael Phelps as my final answer. You would submit the correct answer. All right. That's number two. Number three. Which American soccer player has was the first to have 50 goals and 50 assists in his professional career? Was it Tim Howard, Landon Donovan, Clint Dempsey, or Omar Gonzalez? Okay. Uh, there's some thought process that goes into this that I don't want to help spell out for my opponents in case they have an opportunity to steal. Uh, given the timing of their careers, Brooks, I'm going to say, and it's going to be the other one, but I'm going to go with Landon Donovan. That is correct. All right. <sighs> Tim Howard is a goalkeeper. Yep, that was where I went. Uh, and, and Clint Dempsey was after Landon Donovan. Yep, but that's I correct. said maybe Donovan yep. would get it before him. So there we go. 
right, that the only like, name on that, that whole group I knew was Landon Donovan, and I'm like, I don't know who these other people are. Tim uh-huh. Howard, very good goalkeeper. For the I'm United sorry, States. Brooks. This is number three. This is this is number three right yeah. here. American right. Pharaoh was a steal. Yes. And then Phelps and Landon Donovan. All right, so number three, what was the first sport to be televised in the U.S.? Was it baseball, football, tennis, or soccer? Great question. Baseball is going to be my answer. Wow. That is correct. That is not what I thought any of those answers were. I thought boxing was the first Ooh, sport ever on good, television. That would have been a good uh, one to include on here. All right, number four. What state has the nickname NASCAR Valley because of the number of drivers and crew members who live there? Okay. Is it Georgia, North Carolina, West Virginia, or Tennessee? North Carolina, sir. That is correct. The home of the Hall of Fame of the sport and also just the greatest state in the existence of states. All right, let's calm down on that last one. Sorry. Um, number five for you. How many personnel, per, personnel, how many personal fouls can an NBA player commit before being ejected from the game? Ah. Is it eight, three, six, or four? Six, Brooks. That is also correct. All five of those to JJ. Brent, over to you. Help. (laughs) (laughs) Which NBA player was known popularly as the round mound of rebounds? There you go. Was it Dennis Rodman? No. Charles Barkley, Larry Bird, (laughs) or Yao Ming? Larry Bird. It was Mr. Charles Barkley. (laughs) That is correct. Sir Charles. Number two. Long may he reign. Which NFL player is famous for the quote, I'm just here so I won't get fined? Is it Russell Wilson, J.J. Watt, Marshawn Lynch, or Tom Brady? That was Mr. Marshawn Lynch. That is also correct. Skittles himself. You're on a roll, Brant. I love three. Marshawn Lynch. With what baseball player? Yeah, man, players... up to six. <laughs> well, let's see if we can get Number you three. Seven. All right. What baseball player's trading card is the most valuable, selling at $3.25 million in 2020? Mm. Wow. Was it Honus Wagner, Joe DiMaggio, Babe Ruth, or Mickey Mantle? The obvious answer is Babe Ruth, but I don't think that's it. I'm going to go with Mickey Mantle. Final answer? Final. Incorrect. Tom, chance to steal. Yep. What baseball player's trading card is the most valuable, selling for $3.25 million in 2020? Was it Honus Wagner? Joe DiMaggio, Babe Ruth, or Mickey Mantle? Uh, His card has always been the most expensive, and that is Honus Wagner. That is correct. It's just one of those weird oddities about card collecting and that sort of thing. People love that Honus Wagner card, for sure. All right, this is our last trip around, Brooks. All right. Last round. So, Tom, your first five, or your, your next five. Which figure skater won Dancing with the Stars in 2008? Was it Michelle Kwan, Scott Hamilton, Tara Lipinski, or Christy Yamagachi? Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Figure skater that won Dancing with the Stars? Yeah. In what year? 2008. Oh, know how much of a fan you are of the show. Yeah. Uh, Christy Yamaguchi. Final answer? Sure. Correct. All right. Number two. Which football team won the most Super Bowls in the 1990s? Was it the Steelers, the Packers, the 49ers, or the Cowboys? In the 90s? Yes. Oh, boy. 49ers. Final answer? Yes. Incorrect. Uh, JJ, chance to Between one of the two. Which football team won the most Super Bowls Ah. in the 1990s? Was it the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Green Bay Packers, San Francisco 49ers, or 
the Dallas Cowboys. I was between the Niners and the Cowboys. Tom went with the Niners. Right. I will guess the Dallas Cowboys. That would uh, be correct. That's why I said it was one of those two. All right. JJ's five. What is the oldest horse race in the Triple Crown? Okay. Is it the Belmont Stakes, the Kentucky Derby, the Dubai World Cup, or the Preakness Stakes? Uh, three of those are in the Triple Crown. One of those <laughs> is not. Um, That's why it's called the Triple Crown. Brooks, I I think it's got to be the Kentucky Derby. I'm going to say the Kentucky Derby is my final answer? answer. Yes. That is incorrect. All right. There oh. you go. Grant, chance to steal. Chance to steal. Get back into this one. What is the oldest horse race in the Triple Crown? Is it the Belmont Stakes, the Kentucky Derby, the Dubai World Cup, or the Preakness Stakes? Oh, the Preakness Stakes. Final answer? Final. That is incorrect. No. I hate this game. Give me that card. Tom. Tom. <laughs> What is the oldest horse race in the Triple Crown? Is it the Belmont Stakes, the Kentucky Derby, the Dubai World Cup, or the Preakness Stakes? Dubai. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Belmont. Correct. Horse racing in Dubai. Uh, they do a lot of horse racing in Dubai, but they not do. the Triple Crown. All right. All right, Brant, you're five. Help. It's up to you. The 2011 film Moneyball mm. is about what sports team? Mm. Is it the Chicago Bulls, the New England Patriots, the Milwaukee Brewers, or the Oakland A's. It was the Oakland A's. Correct. Shout out to, uh, is it Jonah Hill? It is. Yeah, it Jonah is. Hill, yeah. Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill. I still have never seen that. Wow. I need to. Hurtful. Next. Whatever hurtful. <laughs> Usually held in Las Vegas, the Evolution Championship Series is a tournament for what genre of video games? What do we do? Oh, Is okay. it sports, virtual reality, fighting, or shooters? Evolution. Oh, God, I don't know. Uh, give me a sports. Final answer? Why do you keep asking that? Yes. Incorrect. Okay. Tom, avid video game fan to my right. <laughs> Usually held in Las Vegas, the Evolution Championship seven. Series oh, well. is a tournament for well, what it, genre? Again, no. Usually held I'm in sorry. Las Vegas, the <laughs> Evolution Championship Series is a tournament for what genre of video games? Is it sports? Virtual reality, fighting, or shooters? Uh, I think it's a virtual reality. Final answer? Yes. Incorrect. No. JJ, the last chance of the day to, t- to have a point. Yeah. Usually held in Las Vegas, the Evolution Championship Series is a tournament for what genre of video games? Is it sports, virtual reality, fighting, or shooters? I'm going to say shooters, Brooks. Final answer? Yes. That is incorrect. It was fighting. There you go. They fighting. For fighting. Evolution. Way to go. Way to go. So if anybody was counting, the house won two. There you go. That's it. How many points did people finish with? Seven. Seven for Mr. Rant Daughtry. I got, I got shafted today <laughs> after doing really well yesterday. Fourteen. Over here. And 20 uh, for Mr. Uh, JJ Jackson. JJ had those uh, couple of runs where he got all five of them. By the way, I wanted to say this. One of those questions was the first uh, televised game. Yeah. And I thought it was boxing. This is what would have made this even cooler. That is what that game was. Okay. In 1939. Take a guess. Who... Was playing so it was, baseball. It was baseball in 1939. Is this nationally televised or just televised at all? It is a televised. Just a televised. First I, televised ga- baseball game. I would guess Yankees Red Sox. I would guess. I like that. I would guess the Yankees and the Cubs. I'm going to say Yankees Red Sox. On May 17th, 1939, 
a mere 60 years ago, televising a regular athletic event was tried for the first time. A Columbia versus Princeton baseball game yep. All right. at Saw Baker that one Field coming. was carried by the National Broadcasting Company to the 400 or so sets then capable of receiving its broadcast signal. Yep. All right. Columbia versus Princeton. There you go. Wow. The more you know. There you go. That's why we do things like sports call trivia. Tom, it has been an absolute blast. <laughs> Absolutely, my friend, to do the show with gonna, you all gonna, these gonna, years. Gonna miss the hell out of you, man. Absolutely. I know Likewise. you'll still. I know you'll still be around. I'll we'll still be around. Funny. We'll still uh, have some fun. You, that still, sort of you thing. still got my number. You still got me on Twitter. I'm gonna make sure I hit you up all the time. Yeah, man. You know that. Come see me at Fat Daddy's. I'll get you drunk. <laughs> there we go. That's what I like. <laughs> all right, we gotta take a timeout. Justin Ferguson joins us after this on Sports Call. Sports Call will be back after this quick break. I'm Trevon Reed, former Auburn Tiger football player and national champion. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back into Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Brooks Childress and Brant Daughtry. We hope that you're doing well here on this Tuesday, December 27th, 2022. Do want to let you know that our Sports Call podcast is brought to you by Coca-Cola. If you ever miss Sports Call Live or if you want to hear something again, make sure you go back and listen to our show on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy an ice-cold Coca-Cola to go along with the hottest sports talk. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. Uh, As we have said multiple times, continuing to remind you, my time with the program is coming to a close. Thursday will be uh, the last show of the year 2022. We are off for New Year's on Friday. uh, And then turn of the calendar in 2023, Ryan LaVoy steps up as the new host of this program. And I've got some exciting news uh, that is yet to be announced, but uh, yeah, it's it's bittersweet that my time here after five years on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite is coming to an end. And and who better to chat with in my final week here in this very seat than our next guest, one of my absolute favorites. He hails from Op Alabama. He is the proud publisher, owner, extraordinaire from Auburn Observer. He's got a Twitter empire that you can follow at jfergusonau, and he joins us here on Sports Call. Merry Christmas to you, Justin Ferguson. Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, Merry Christmas, guys. Um, excited to hear that uh, JJ's finally uh, given up, try- <laughs> up trying to avoid me and has, has, has decided he was just going to leave the show altogether instead of ducking. Uh, instead of ducking me, so uh, scared of the competition, I get it. Um, it, it. Adversity brings out the best, and 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 some people, and some it brings out the worst. So uh, we're we're gonna see we're gonna see how this goes. Oh, that's phenomenal. So, so are we saying that within the coming days on the Auburn Observer, there's gonna be a headline that reads "Observer Pod Forces Sports Call Host Out of Chair"? Yeah, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a real real. Uh, Real tough one, but I, you know, honestly, I will say this, JJ. 
um, in all in all sincerity. Sure. Uh, you know, congrats, congrats on on whatever's next. Looking looking forward to hearing the news. And um, you know, you made it in Auburn uh, radio uh, for five years, which is more than double the amount of time they let me on the air. So I mean, that tells you <laughs> that tells you how uh, that tells you how much staying power you really have. Thank you, Ferg. That means a lot. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm still going to be around. Uh, the Auburn area is still going to get to keep doing some play-by-play, of course, uh, which anytime I see you at sporting events and you realize, wait a minute, they're giving him the microphone and this <laughs> broadcast, there's fun jabbing that takes place back and forth. So our jabs are still ahead of us. And yeah. maybe, maybe, just maybe, this new move opens up more time in my calendar and maybe you and I can actually hang out as friends. Just I, I hope I'm not too forward with all of this, but that's where I'm thinking going into the new year. You know, you know, you're gonna have to win my trust back from from all the times you have avoided me. So it's it's, it's gonna it's gonna be a process, but I, I think we can work it out. Okay, that's what I like to hear. So here we are. It's our final chat with you in the year 2022. I'm proud to let you know uh, that you once again take the crown for most visits of any guest here on Sports Call. Would you like to guess how many times you run the program? 54 Jeez. weeks in a year. What do you think you got? Well. I wasn't on every week. This I did year, ignore you quite a bit sometimes. Yeah, you did ignore me quite a bit. I'll, I'll um, give you – go under 40. Yeah, it, it, it's, it is under 40. I'm going to say 30. I'm going to give a nice even 30. This is our 33rd visit wow. of the year, right. and no one will touch that award in these final few days. So right. congrats, man. Most most frequent guest here on the show. Hey, there you go. There you go. Going out on top slash <laughs> bottom. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's an honor or not. Well, let's hear it. Brooks and Brant. Are you happy that Justin Ferguson was the guy that we spoke with more than any other guest this year? Listen, I don't want to slight toward any of our other guests because we're try- we're trying to keep relationships around here, even though you're leaving and trying to burn bridges. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, just burning bridges on his way out. You know, you know how that goes. But, you know, Justin Ferguson is one of our best guests, and we love having him on every single time he's willing to come on. Yeah, I, I've been following Ferg for long before I was ever in radio at Auburn, and uh, uh, listening to him, like meeting him in person, yeah. yeah Ferg, Ferg has o- earned this title, and uh, I hope he continues to hold it. Okay, there we go. Good stuff. All of that's out of the way. I just hope that in the new year, Ferg will come back to in-studio, and we can play some uh, card wars with his newfound AEW cards. <laughs> I was really happy about that today. You don't you don't know how you don't know how happy I was to find that in Target today. And and if anybody and if anybody wants to get uh, get any uh, wrestling trading cards, you can't. I bought the rest. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so we do follow you on Twitter. You're quite the storyteller. Um, and and it appears that you had some travel um, difficulties coming back home for the holidays. And uh, you've been reunited with your laptop, though. I need to hear this whole story. Yeah, so it, it really is a crazy story. First of all, I want to say my travel problems uh, pale in comparison to most people who have had to go uh, through, <laughs> you know, the flying Amen. Uh, yeah, over the last few days. So I am very grateful for that. But no, uh, this is uh, this was something that uh, kind of popped up on me. I had a phenomenal trip to the West Coast. Loved L.A., loved Seattle. Uh, covering Auburn basketball out there it was a whole lot of fun. Uh, it's it's my favorite thing to do in this job, and and I enjoyed every second of it. Thursday though, we had an issue um, because there was a winter storm rolling in um, to you know really much across the across the country, but really hit uh, Seattle pretty hard. Uh, and my flight, I was supposed to fly from Seattle to Las Vegas, have a layover, and then fly from Vegas to Atlanta. Um, 
you know, overnight to make it back and plenty of time for Christmas weekend and all that. Um, my first flight from Seattle to Vegas got canceled as I was walking into the airport, which was pretty problematic. Um, fortunately, though, uh, with some help from my father back here and uh, just kind of working the phones and, and the Internet and all that, <laughs> I was able to get a flight at the very, very last second to Vegas. Um, that, like, I think it was literally the last flight that got out of Seattle to Vegas uh, on Thursday so I could still make my connecting flight. The problem with that is, is that you know when you're a, when you're a an experienced world traveler like myself, um, you know, and 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 you uh, you you do all these you know crazy things, you pay all this extra money so you don't have to deal with security as much as other people do. One of the things of that is that you have to you have to go through all that, you have to put all that info in before you buy a flight, and I usually do. Problem is, I didn't have it this time because I booked at the last second. So I had to go through all normal security, had to take my shoes off, had to take my laptop out of my bag. I'm not used to doing that uh, with pre-check and all that. And so when I left TSA to try in a hurry to make my flight at the very last second, I left my laptop in Seattle. Fortunately, though, um, I got a lot of help. Um, you know, the TSA folks were very helpful, and the lost and found was very helpful at the airport. And then uh, Marlene Naver, the uh, the SID for Auburn basketball, who is just the the absolute best, um, was staying in Seattle um, because she's from that area. And she offered, without me asking her, she offered to, um, you know, uh, go get my laptop for me and bring it back to Auburn so I didn't have to pay to get it shipped overnight uh, over the weekend and Christmas weekend with all the chaos that's been happening. So reunited with my laptop. We're actually, you know, putting the finishing touches on a newsletter for tomorrow on it right now. And uh, everything's good, but yeah, great trip. Pretty, pretty stressful finish, uh, for me, but yeah, it's, it's nowhere near what other people are going through. So I consider myself pretty lucky. And yet the content kept coming though, right? I mean, did we still have a little bit of content minus the laptop? Yes. I, uh, I wrote a, so I was in the Vegas airport from about three o'clock, two, two o'clock, three o'clock Pacific time on uh, on Thursday, uh, and then my flight was supposed to leave at about midnight on Thursday. So I had a nine-hour layover originally in Las <laughs> Vegas. Um, and so I used that time, didn't have my computer, but I needed to write a mailbag because I knew that I was going to take the weekend off for Christmas and I wasn't going to have anything. And so I sat there in the Vegas airport and wrote my entire mailbag on my phone um, Incredible. And, got all, <laughs> and got it all sorted out and ready to go. And uh, it, it, it worked out because I had plenty of time to finish it and still bore myself to death in the Vegas airport. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, like a lot of people, had delays, had, had problems. I didn't get back into Atlanta until like 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock Friday morning because of some delays. Um, but, you know, I had to get the mail back out there. I knew, I knew we were going to take the weekend off. Um, so I had plenty of time to tap away on, with my thumbs. Um, a mailbag that was well over 3,000 words, but I knew I had to get it out there, so I had plenty of time. I wouldn't recommend writing an entire story on your phone. I was going to ask, it. yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if you can avoid it, avoid it. Uh, but it ended up working out just fine. That's incredible. Justin Ferguson's here with us again on Twitter, at JFergusonAU. Uh, we talk about Auburn Athletics a good bit, and we saw signing day come and go since we last spoke last Tuesday. What did you think of Hugh Freeze's efforts there on signing day? Great signing day for Auburn. Just to get back into top 20 range, it's huge for the program because you had been back-to-back losing seasons. There were a lot of turmoil with the program. And, and, and to, to respond like this in a short amount of time, you think about the guys that have flipped 
to Auburn or have committed to Auburn since Brian Harson was fired on Halloween, it's a huge number. And, and, and they're guys, I mean, it's not just taking dudes for the sake of taking dudes. Auburn flipped guys from Ohio State. They flipped guys from Florida State. They flipped guys from LSU and Texas A&M. And like, it's just left and right. They did a really, really good job of really closing well. I thought Hugh Freeze did a really good job of retaining um, Cadillac Williams and Zach Etheridge. Wrote about it today. Won't give it all away. But if you go to the Observer, you can check it out. Wrote a story today on Zach Etheridge. The amount of work this man has done on the recruiting trail in these last two cycles is absurd. One of the best recruiters in the country, period. And without him, Auburn would be in a much, much worse spot uh, as a program uh, because of talent acquisition. Zach Etheridge was worth every penny Auburn is paying him, I'll tell you that much. Um, and yeah, it was just a good class. I mean, um, and it's not over. Like, they still have, you know, probably a dozen or so spots they can fill with either guys who make late decisions or guys in the transfer portal. Um, they need to continue to build at the line of scrimmage. Uh, but they've got a lot of talent in that defensive backfield. Uh, I think they filled some needs at some, at some certain positions. Still got a lot of work to do, and they're not done yet. Uh, but this is a really good uh, finish to National Signing Day. Um, if you're Auburn, you want to consistently recruit at a top 10 level more than a top 20 level. Uh, but the fact that you even got to top 20 when you were you know, in the 60s and the 70s for most of, of, of the year is uh, really, really impressive. Auburn has a new wide receiver coach, it appears, coming to uh, join Hugh Freeze's staff to kind of clean that up. What do you think of the hire today? You know, it is getting weird for me when I get to a point where guys who are younger than me are now coaching and guys that I covered, <laughs> guys who I covered who were younger than me are now coaching, uh, you know, Auburn, uh, Auburn football. It's wild. Yeah, Marcus Davis. So Marcus Davis's freshman year was my junior year uh, at Auburn. Okay. So um, me and Marcus – go way back as, as somebody. I don't know if I ever had a class with him, uh, but I do know we, we crossed paths plenty of times when he was a player here. Uh, always one of my favorites. And really cool to see him get this opportunity because I think he's going to be a really good coach. Um, you look at his two years as a, as a wide receivers coach. First year, Hawaii um, did a really good job. Had a guy who almost had 1,000 yards last year uh, for Hawaii. Had a guy who was used to be a quarterback. They moved him to kind of a running back wide receiver hybrid, um, and he had a phenomenal year. It was an all-Mountain West pick at wide receiver. And then last year goes to Georgia Southern um, under, under Clay Helton and does a great job um, with you know, Southern. You know, Georgia Southern had been running that option offense for forever. They go to this wide-open throw-it-all-over-the-yard offense under Clay Helton. He had four receivers that had great years, about 60 uh, yards per game, about 12 or 13 yards per catch for each of those guys. Um, so on the field, at two smaller programs, he's done a great job already uh, to get started as a coach. And I think, you know, like Zach Etheridge, like Cadillac Williams, these young coaches who have been here at Auburn, they connect so well with recruits. I think he's going to do a phenomenal job in that area. Um, he's got those South Florida ties, which I think is going to be huge in recruiting, particularly wide receiver recruiting. So, yeah, it's not a superstar name, um, but it's a guy that I think, like Zach Etheridge, like, uh, you know, like Cadillac Williams, and like some of the guys Auburn has had in the past who have, who have filled in those roles. I think of Travis Williams. I think of Cody Burns, who is now, uh, you know, coaching in the NFL as a wide receiver's coach. Like, those guys usually have a really, really good track record as, a, as position coaches at Auburn. So, I think it's a great hire, and I'm looking forward to covering Marcus again. It's a name and a last name in particular that was very popular in the year 2016 when Auburn famously had seven players on the roster with the last name Davis. 
Carlton, Deshaun, Javaris, Kyle, Marcus, Ryan, TJ, and Stephen Davis Jr. all featured on that 2016. That's got to be the most uh, of any singular last name on any given roster at Auburn, would you say? Yeah, and, and, and you know it's it's been a minute since Auburn's had a Davis. I got to get back to it. I think that's got to be you got to start recruiting some more Davises. So yeah, uh, it was funny. I got a uh, I got a text this morning from somebody who was like, you know, "What do you think of the Marcus Davis hire?" And I was like, "I think it's pretty good." And then they asked me, "So Marcus Davis wasn't the one that was on the radio with y'all who interned?" That was no, that was Ryan Davis. But <laughs> if, if Ryan Davis is ever uh, a uh, if Ryan Davis ever becomes a coach, I, I'm gonna be re- I'm gonna be in it really well because I helped him you know, get a good grade in his uh, in his internship at Auburn. <laughs> there you go. And we famously had Deshaun Davis serve as a yep. co-host for a year and a half. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't play the wide receiver position. Uh, but, yeah, we had Davises running all over the place. And if there was anybody who would know the obscure stats, as in who has the most last names any given season, like that would have been you, Ferg. That's who I was going to yeah, need, for that information. I, I, I need to look that up a little bit more. I think my favorite one that I that I dug up uh, this past one is uh, – Isavion Miller, uh, the new uh, JUCO offensive tackle that Auburn signed, uh, who you know is a potential starter next year, really really needed experience offensive tackles, and Auburn got a good one there in Miller. He is the first player in Auburn football history to have an I and a Z uh, in in his uh, in his first name, so an I Z together. Uh, no one else has ever had that, that combo of letters together in their first name in Auburn football history. So Isavion Miller is going to be that new one. You're unbelievable. Do I give you credit? Was it? Was, I think it was you, Ferg, uh, that, that when Bo Nix arrives on campus, did you total up five letters yeah. in his name? Yeah. And t- yeah, remind me of that one. Yeah, shortest name in Auburn football history is Bo Nix, um, and the longest, I believe, is still Prince Michael Salmons. I believe that's still the record. Um, and uh, it was either yeah, Prince Prince Michael Salmons, I believe, is the longest one, uh, and Bo Nix is the shortest. one programming history. I, I genuinely care about these weird facts, and I'm glad that there's someone there to deliver them for me. That's yeah, awesome. There's there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of wild ones. Like uh, you know, this is uh, this is uh, the first time um, you know first time Auburn has had uh, you know this year the Auburn. I thought they did a really good job. They gave some love to some small school players. Um, you know, in in the state of Alabama, you go you flip Keldrick Falk from Florida State. He plays at Highland Home, 1A school in South Alabama. Uh, Highland Home, if you don't know Highland Home, one of my favorite places uh, because of the nickname of their high school team is the Flying Squadron. There is a jet plane statue that hangs over their football stadium right off the side of the road uh, there. Big, big fan of, uh, big fan of uh, uh, Highland Home. You got a kid from Lochapoca right down the street in J.C. Hart, and you got a kid from Munford uh, as well in Sylvester Smith. Um, so, got to love all those small schools, and it was fun finding out that, you know, as small as Highland Home is, I think there's only a thousand people, thirteen hundred people who live in Highland Home. Yeah. Um, this is the second time Auburn's ever gotten a guy from Highland Home. Uh, so, you know, uh, I love finding the I love finding the the small schools and giving them some love. And uh, Auburn Auburn's got some really good ones from from some, some some smaller spots this year. Highland Home is fifty miles north of Op, Alabama. Yeah. I just did research for myself. Yeah, if you wanted to drive to Montgomery or if you wanted to go, you know, we would go by Highland Home to take the back way to get to Auburn. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've driven by I've driven by that, that, that statue. And I'm telling you, it is right off the side of the road, uh, off the highway in, uh, in, in Highland Home. 
the statue of the of the jet plane hanging over the stadium. Um, if you're ever anywhere near that area, um, drive by it. It's a really cool site. What are Auburn Observer goals for 2023, Justin? Um, continue to be credentialed and not get thrown out by Auburn. I guess there you go. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, uh, no, it's been it's been pretty good. We uh we had another good year of solid growth. What I love about uh, this is that you know um, we we continue to grow uh, at, at at a good rate. People are buying gift subscriptions uh, a lot during the holiday season, which was really really cool. Um, so we continue to to show some you know some really good growth, and I you know I just want to continue to. Um, you know, do do stuff that people care about. Try to uh, be a little bit more creative in some of the things that we do uh, for the for you know the upcoming year. Um, continuing to cover basketball at a deep level, and and you know, 2023 is a pretty big anniversary for uh, the uh, 2013 team, 93 team as well. So maybe doing some more stuff around kind of anniversaries and stuff like that. Try to get ready for that, but. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's, it's been a lot of fun. All of that available, auburnobserver.com, $6 a month, and you will not regret a single penny. That's why I invest, and uh, even though I'm walking away, I really have enjoyed all the chats I've been able to have with Justin Ferguson. Let me do a little bit of housekeeping here and bookkeeping, sure. Ferg, if that's okay. Brooks, uh-huh. you're stepping into more of this uh, producer role with Justin Ferguson. Uh, Ferg, Tuesdays at 4.30, does that continue to work for you, my friend? Uh, that's that's what I've got sculpted out in my head most of the most times. I know four thirty, four o'clock, four thirty on Tuesdays. I know to expect a call. You know, I try. Here's the thing: a little, little way too inside baseball here. I try to stack uh, radio appearances as much as I can. Like I want to oh, during football season, I try to have a day where I like I know I'm going to be doing like four or five of these at a time. And Tuesday's usually my good one in during football season. So I've just been so used to doing this that yeah, keep it keep it clicking. Um, you know, unless unless there's a press conference or something going on at 4:30, which it really has, um, I'm pretty locked into this time slot. And Justin, if there is a press conference, you can just put yourself on speaker, and we'll just let your question go to whatever coach you're asking, and that could be your there interview. You go. There you go. We can do, we can do that. Something like that. Brooks texts way more gifts and gifs than I do, so just be prepared for that. Okay. <laughs> All right. You know, you I'm. I just, I just, you're just the one who just use like ducks everything. Like I, <laughs> I won't get a call, I won't get a notification or anything, and then like three weeks later, it'll be like I'm calling you at four thirty, and it's like, okay, what happened to the last three weeks? <laughs> oh, he's calling me out. That's fair. It's totally fair. There are receipts that prove all of this. Oh, this is yeah. great. Ferg, thank you so much, man, for the time here in 2022. Uh, the guys will talk to you next week, and uh, I'll see you very soon, my friend, okay? Absolutely. Congratulations. And thank you, uh, the rest of y'all, y'all better be on your best behavior when, when you talk to me moving forward. Justin, just know, if you're on the show, everybody will be present. <laughs> yes, everybody will be present. And look, here's the thing. I, I've been picking on JJ for the last few years. Every time I come on, one of y'all's next. Oh, it's no. just, naturally, a target is coming. So you better, you better just be on your on your best behavior. And look, Javon is still the gold standard, right? Javon Cutler's yeah. still up there in Bristol at ESPN Radio, holding right, down the yeah. fort. So we're looking for our next Javon. Yeah, yeah. You, the show really went downhill when Javon, when Javon <laughs> left, and then and maybe it's got a chance to reclaim some of his former glory now that they're changing hosts. But uh, <laughs> but we're 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 we're, uh, we're not going to hold our breath. Good stuff, Ferk. Have a great day. Happy New Year to you. We'll talk soon. Okay. Uh, absolutely. See y'all. All right. That's Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer joining us on the program. I love that guy. He's pretty good. I absolutely love that guy. That's good stuff. 
Brooks, are you happy? I am happy. I just hope I'm not the one he gets. I get picked on. <laughs> it's coming for somebody. Get prepared. That's it's, for sure. It's gonna be me. All right. It's going to be me. Uh, let's go ahead and take our next break here on the program today. Uh, we're out of time here in hour number two. One hour left to go alongside Brant Daughtry and Brooks Childress. My name is JJ Jackson. Two hours of the books, and we're rolling. Two hours of Sports Call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call getting started today on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Brooks Childress and Brant Daughtry as uh, we're getting set for the final few moments here on the program today. Been a fun show so far. Had a lot of good phone calls. If you want to call in and chat with us, 334-887-3401. A lot of people are still enjoying family time, which uh, I think it was Tom that pointed it out a little bit earlier in the program. It's the absolute best, guys. Family time is the absolute best. Uh, I did not get to see my brother this past weekend as he is newly married. And uh, I'm going to get the chance to kind of celebrate the Christmas holiday and the New Year with him this weekend, which I'm super excited. But who doesn't love family time, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, that's if I uh, didn't have to go back to work, I'd have family time all the time. True. <laughs> it's weird. We got to do those things. Yeah. You know, you got to you got to have you gotta called do work, sacrifices and yeah. But yeah, it's uh, Sheesh. It, that's what makes the holidays so special is because you don't get to see. Uh, your family all the time and so you know you have the uh, time these wonderful times a year that you can get together with your family and hang out and have a have a grand old time I'll proudly vouch for Mr. Daughtry he is not a Scrooge uh, absolutely am not he greatly does enjoy family time also I do I do enjoy time with my family um, enjoy good food and good times let's do some birthdays it's time for today's birthdays in sports birthdays in sports December 27th 2022. Hopefully some of these folks are enjoying some family time on their birthday. Amen. Mm. How about Nick Chubb turning 27, current running back for the Cleveland Browns. 35th overall pick in the 2018 NFL Draft out of Georgia. 2014 SEC Freshman of the Year. Nick Chubb is 27. He's a pretty good running back. Pretty good ball player. Can can confirm. Agreed. I agree. Hey, you agree? I agree. Cool. We both agree. Yeah. Look at that. Nick Chubb. Uh, Nick Chubb, solid 7 out of 10 football player. Workhorse for the Cleveland Browns. 
big player. Him and did, Kareem Hunt. Hadn't, didn't have the best uh, couple weeks for your fantasy team, did no, he? No, he did not. Mm. Uh, did not score a single touchdown over the last two weeks. If he had, I would be in the finals. Mm. Uh, lost to our good buddy Jared Dillard by mm. five. By the way, can't believe y'all had Jared Dillard on a show without me being here. Very he requ- upset. He requested it. Very upset that he likes that, it that, that way. That I, yeah. Yeah. He, he requested that you that were I was here. not in yeah. the office when Jared Dillard was here. Yeah, maybe we'll do it again later this week. Who knows? <laughs> I, I, I with don't know. you around though. Are you going okay. out of town okay. later this week? <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know yet. Think, things have happened where I might be going out of town. I don't know. Um. Uh, yeah. Happy birthday, Nick Chubb. Greg Zerline. <laughs> Is celebrating his birthday today. 35 years old, current kicker for the New York Jets. Sixth round pick in 2012 by the Rams out of Missouri Western. Oh, wow. You weren't prepared for that one. I was not prepared for that. Also played for the Dallas Cowboys 2017 first team All-Pro. He's a pro bowler in his career. Greg Zerline is 35 years old. Let's go Griffins. Griffins. Griffins is a cool nickname. Very fun. Uh, Luca Garza is celebrating his birthday today. 24 years old, current power forward for the Timberwolves, fifth re- or 52nd overall pick in the 2021 draft by the Pistons, out of Iowa. Let's go Hawkeyes. His number 55 jersey retired by the Hawkeyes. He was the 2021 National College Player of the Year. It's the noise the Hawkeyes make. Really good player. Consensus first team All American twice in his career. Luca Garza. Celebrating his 24th birthday today. He's the better Luca, and I'll have no slander against. Wow. There you go. <laughs> Bold statement there for Mr. Childress. Uh, also celebrating his birthday today, let me tell you about Dante Jones. Dante Jones is 42 years old today. The former NBA guard and current assistant coach for the LA Clippers. 20th overall pick in the 2003 draft by the Boston Celtics out of Duke. Yeah. All right, but was traded to the Memphis Grizzlies on draft night. Also played for the Kings, Nuggets, Pacers, Mavericks, Hawks, Clippers, and Cavs. 2016 NBA champion with the Cleveland Cavaliers at Duke. Was a national champion and a first-team All-ACC player. Happy birthday. Dante Jones is celebrating his birthday today. Yeah, wow. 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 Duke boy. Wow. You, uh... He's a dookie. Do you remember him fondly? I was very young, but yes, okay. I do. Uh, I really, I definitely remember him teaming up with um, our good pal LeBron James. Our good pal, yeah, and and winning the close friend of the final. Uh, yeah, you, you know LeBron. 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 We all know LeBron. Our, my good friend LeBron. Don't be silly. We all know LeBron. Absolutely. Happy birthday, Dante Jones. Me, me, um, you, and LeBron James hanging out at Fat Daddy's. <laughs> That's what was happening. Uh, you Kevin that Ollie. Time is celebrating his birthday today. Kevin Ollie is 50 years old and a former NBA point guard. He is also formerly the head coach of UConn as he coached them and led them to a Final Four in 2014. In his NBA career, he played for the Mavericks, 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 Magic, Kings, 76ers, Nets, Bulls, Pacers, Bucks, Supersonics, Cavs, Timberwolves and Thunder. That's what literally got like half the league. <laughs> Did he play for the Mavericks three times? Uh, I believe so. Did Kevin you Ollie. Said, you said Mavericks three times. I didn't mean to say it three okay. times. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was making fun of you for your flub. Yeah, I don't talk well. That's We've okay. discussed this. That's fair. Anything else <laughs> on Kevin Ollie? I remember him. Do you guys a, remember him? I remember him. He no. replaced Jim Hall. Jim, Jim Cal- 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 Calhoun. Jim Calhoun. Jim Calhoun. 
uh, as the coach. Call you guys do remember that? I do remember his his team because he he got into that final four and then didn't really do a lot afterward. He was he was a fine coach, but it was just you know he kind of you know would built it on what Calhoun had built, gotten there and then couldn't keep it going for that many years after. So happy birthday to our good pal Kevin Ollie, and then finally one more birthday, Michael Bourne is celebrating his birthday today. You I remember, remember him, him, Brooks? Heck yeah, I do. You do? Yeah. What do you remember about uh, him? He's an Atlanta Brave. Several, a couple times. I think he got two cents with the Braves. Um, he was uh, center, mostly played center field, and he was pretty quick. He was yeah. pretty quick on the bases. Anything else? You've got the, the, the sheet. Uh, he also played for the Phillies, Astros, Indians, Diamondbacks, and Orioles. Two-time All-Star two-time Gold Glove Award winner. Pretty good career for Pretty Michael career. Bourne. Yeah, I remember him as a Brave. He Not was, too shabby. He was, although, he was a good outfielder, but the problem is he was on those Braves teams that were just bad right there at the early 2010s, mid-2010s, um, before the they moved, before they made the move to, um, to Truist Park, SunTrust Park, when they made the move. Uh, but he was a good outfielder, but he just gets lost in the weeds of that those bad Braves teams that were right there with um, uh, who was the manager? Um, Freddie Gonzalez. Yeah, Freddie Gonzalez. Well done. Thank you. Well done. I remember Freddie. Do you remember Michael? No. Michael Bourne? Very sure fast. Sure Born to Run was his kind of uh, moniker. If it's not his Instagram handle, it should be. Yeah. Uh, but spell Bourne the way he spells his last name. B-O-U-R-N as he is celebrating his 40th birthday today. Man. One day, the three of us will all be 40 years old. Well, the Lord willing. Not if I get lucky. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there's right. that. There's that. Yeah, Mike, so, Michael Bourne was a great baseball player. He was. He was <laughs> a good baseball player. Uh, Nick Chubb, Greg Zerline, Luca Garza, Dante Jones, Kevin Ollie, and Michael Bourne. <laughs> are all celebrating their birthdays today. Let's take a time out here on the program. We wind down Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show after this. WTGZ Tiger 95.9 FM. JJ Jackson and the guys want to hear from you. Give them a call to join Sports Call at 334-887-3401. Now, back to more Sports Call with J.J. Jackson and the guys. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. My name is J.J. Jackson. I'm on the show today with Brooks Childress and Brant Daughtry. Fellas, how are we? Fantastic, man. Doing great. Auburn basketball takes on Florida tomorrow. Looking forward to previewing that game with you find fellas and our sports call team tomorrow. How about that? It's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. Basketball. Basketball is my favorite sport. Is it? It is. It is. It always has been. Yeah. Um, I knew that. Appreciate uh, everyone's support here of our program. Appreciate getting a chance to play some trivia a little bit earlier. We've done a lot of fun things today. And your time covering the state of Alabama sports. Yeah. In the last five years, yeah, and and prior to that in college, has your has football caught basketball any in your favorite sport or it's is it still ground? Okay. It absolutely, all right, has. all right, yeah, we've done our job. I'd be lying if I was. <laughs> we've done our job here in the season. I've always loved football, but like I've said, I have always loved the National Football League more than college football. 
because I grew up right around the Carolina Panthers every single week. And also cheering for Duke. Which is not fun to do with the football side of things. Correct. Yeah. And then you get the college allegiance and the SEC, and yeah, college football has absolutely gained a lot of ground. Okay. For sure. I just didn't know. If, For if, sure. If it, it will leave an impact on me. All right. Absolutely. I, I think since I started working here, I have actually let the NFL gain more ground. I would rather watch an NFL game than a team than a game between two bad college football teams. Wow. That, used, that used to not be the case. Hurtful. You're smart. Hurt, well, hurtful. You're smart. Both of you are It's hurtful. better football. Hurtful. It is better football, but I would rather watch two good college teams than you know any NFL game. Give me... Wednesday night maction between four and eight Eastern Michigan and three and nine. Uh, See, that's just painful. Uh, Bowling Green. There's a point where it becomes painful. It's almost masochism. Uh, it's, it's great, is what it is. Are you okay? Yeah, I am. Are you in pain? I am not. All right. It's great, is what it is. College football. I love college football. Fight anybody that says there's too many bowl games. No, absolutely not. Like I, I want more football, and if that includes watching Wednesday night action, I'll absolutely do it. Nothing against that. Would you rather? Mm. While we're sitting here, would you rather watch the game that I just laid out for you on a Wednesday night action game? Okay. Or four and eight versus three and nine. Houston Texans versus the current Denver Broncos. Oh man! Neither. I probably turn it on the PS5 and having a night. No, you got to pick one. Um, Which one are you watching? Can I, f- I flip back and forth between them? Oh, man, that's not. You know, answer. I've got, I've got it. I've got a TV that has capabilities. You know, <laughs> it can do something. I can. Do what I'm gonna do? What I'm probably gonna do is pull up the NFL game on my main TV and have the college game on my laptop. You can only pick one. Right? Okay, then probably the NFL game. All right, that hurts a little bit, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. You said we had nine trivia questions we do. left. I've Let's do nine. those really quickly. Okay. Go for it. Nine. Julie, what did, uh, well, all right. If I just go all. back and forth. How about this? Okay, back and forth. JJ, we'll start with you. Which professional fa- wrestler's famous catchphrase is, you can't see me? Is it The Rock, John Cena, Rey Mysterio, or Edge? John Cena. I wanted to cut you off, but I forgot the rules. John Cena. Correct. Thank you, man. Uh, Brant, hey. over to you. Chicago Bears player William Perry was known by what appliance-based nickname? <laughs> was it the refrigerator, the freezer, spin cycle, or Mr. Microwave? He was the refrigerator. That is correct. Fun fact. Spin cycle. He weighed 280 pounds, and they thought he was the biggest man alive. Fun fact. Uh, if you, you weigh how, 280 pounds now and play defensive tackle, you're getting shoved around. You know how like some kids will make up superheroes so and like, weird make a comic from yeah. them? Uh, I got to the conceptual age of that. I never made the comic of it um, when I was little, and it was Soap Man and Shampoo Lad, and their uh, vehicle was the rent cycle. I was about to say, spin cycle, read, appliance read, based. Read the question. Right. Please read the question. <laughs> JJ. You shouldn't have admitted that. As of 2020, how many pit <laughs> crew members are allowed to work on a car during a NASCAR pit stop? Is it 7, 5, 10, or 12? 10. Incorrect. Brant. Yeah. As of 2020, how many pit crew members are allowed to work on a car during a NASCAR pit stop? Is it 7, 5, 10, or 12? I'm going to go 5. That is correct. Very nice. Good job. All right, Brant, back yeah. to you. Yeah. What is the common name for professional competitive video game playing? Is it video sports, esports, gaming, or e-comps? It is esports. That is correct. JJ. Yes, sir. Back to you. 
Which NFL team has helmets with the team's logo on only one side? Oh! Is it the Dolphins, the Cardinals, I, I the Steelers, this. or the Bears? Pittsburgh Steelers. That is correct. I US like Steel. It. US Steel. That's a very cool logo. I, I like the logo. I wish it was on both sides, but I like the uniqueness of it. I like. I like. How I like unique. how they only have it on one side. Like you said, it's unique. unique. It's different. Good right, for them. Brant. Yeah. What is the name of the trophy awarded to the winners of the Super Bowl? Is mm. it the Heisman Trophy, the Vince Lombardi Trophy, the Lamar Hunt Trophy, or the Champions Trophy? It is the Vince Lombardi Trophy. That is correct. And it's it's one of the more bland trophies in sports. I think. I think that I think the Lombardi needs to go through a redesign. Wow, hurtful. I do. To Vince Lombardi. I do. And no shame to Vince Lombardi. He personally He's, designed it. Okay, well, maybe some shame it. to Vince Lombardi then. <laughs> JJ. Yes. I st- the, Stanley, the Stanley Cup is unmatchable. The Stanley Cup is by far the best trophy in all sports. Uh, listen, what is a shame is the crystal football is no more. Yeah. That was the, the best The crystal trophy. football was great. The crystal football was phenomenal. JJ, which WWE wrestler won the UFC Heavyweight Championship in his fourth official MMA fight? Was it Stone Cold Steve Austin, Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar, or Triple H? Brock Lesnar. That is correct. Brock Lesnar, scary, scary human being. Brant. Yo. Which professional wrestler was the first inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame when it was created in 1993? Was it Andre the Giant, Sting, Hulk Hogan, or Randy Savage? I'm going to guess Andre the Giant. That is correct. Very nice. And JJ, your last que- the last question Ever. goes to you. In 2019, <laughs> which gymnast became the most decorated, i.e. won the most medals, in world championship history? Was it Shannon Miller? Dominique Dawes, Gabby Douglas, or Simone Biles? Simone Biles. Correct. All right. Woo! There we go. I don't know. Bada bing, bada boom. Look at us being smart. We all win. That's what we win. Friendship wins. <laughs> Friendship wins. Friendship wins. Honestly. Was that the catchphrase of your uh, your comics that you no, made? No, it wasn't. What was their catchphrase? To the rent cycle. Away. <laughs> You go to Stan Lee with that? Yeah, I should. Well, I should have. IP. <laughs> My man. It'd be pretty hard for you to do now. It would be. Uh, maybe maybe, maybe before you turn 40. Uh, well, I was going to say something to you. Um, <laughs> it was about trophies. You know what needs a, a redo? What's that? NCAA What's that? trophies. They're all the same. Outside of football, every single oh, NCAA yeah. championship yeah. trophy is the exact same trophy. Yeah, it's just we the NCAA redesign. handing out the same yeah. the same thing. Yeah, we need a redesign. We need we need something unique for every sport. We yeah. don't need to give out the same plaque of like wood. There's no reason that we can't go back to the crystal football either. There's no, there's not. I, the like, cylinder? Why do you want to win a cylinder? The cil- like I think the cylinder is fine, but I the crystal football was so good. The crust the the sad thing is the crystal football still exists and is given given out to the national champion the ap national champion really? every year but it's it just sits in the background now it's like oh hey here's a crystal football but like you're on the field celebrating with a trophy you're yeah. raising that stupid cylinder up yeah i Show's say over i say it's a stupid cylinder until you know auburn wins one i'm like yeah. it's the greatest trophy it's that's incredible ever. we be, love uh, it we absolutely was love it? it what was the team that won it and then like broke the crystal football like a year later that's a great question. It, it might have been a Bama, it might have been a Bama trophy got broken like a tomorrow year at three fifteen. Andy Burcham, the voice of the Auburn Tigers, stops by our program. Looking forward to chatting with him tomorrow tonight. Bowl action, your nightly bowl TV guide. action on your nightly TV <laughs> guide. Brought to you by our friends at White Claw.
Brooks. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Brant, thanks for being here as well. Six more hours of sports call for you, brother. Yep. Thank you for having me. On the way. Thank you so much. That's going to do it for our program today. For Brant Daughtry and Brooks Childress, I'm JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.